0: Come on. Rock man, come on. Hey, what's going on there? My friends, this is Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. I have not been very prolific with my podcasting, and for that, I do apologize, okay, mostly to myself, because this is something that I enjoy, I feel like, uh, I don't know, know. I'm a turd, I'm just like everyone else, I've got a million friggin' things to do, and a finite brain matter in which to process all these tasks and execute them my militaristic past tendencies, discipline, fucking fitness and health guru facade. Don't let it fool you, I'm a fuck up just like everyone else. Friday and Saturday night I eat cheese steaks and drink beer and stay up late and watch Netflix shows about derogatory subjects. Right now I'm watching, um, fuck, I watched Chernobyl. That's a really important show to watch, I think. I don't want to get on a tangent about it, but it's like five-part series or something like that. Five hours of your time, maybe, talking about a nuclear accident and how it happened and the mindset that would permit such negligence and irresponsibility. Um, cover up all that shit. Uh, read an article talking about how it provides a window into the mindset of the uh, United Socialist Soviet Republic. Back in the day, Russia, the USSR. Back in the USSR. Don't know how unlucky you are, boy. They were cheap motherfuckers and they were running like a Everybody, comrade, and they were running the friggin' wow, look at that sunset! They are running the um, nuclear plant like a military organization, they weren't listening to the scientists, and they were cutting corners, and they, they fucked them over anyway. So, uh, resulted in a um, catastrophic nuclear accident and it's good for it's good for people to see not because you know the, the nuclear nuclear energy is actually subject for another podcast but it's um, it's actually very safe it's among the most safe energy methods that you can imagine compared to coal and oil and all that other shit results in far more pollutants. But you watch this show, you, de- it's definitely important to watch. It's interesting. A lot of science in there. And, uh... So, it's definitely important for you to watch at this juncture while the war rages in the, uh... in the east between Russia and its invasion of the friendly country of Ukraine, and what might be, have us all on the pre- precipice of a fucking World War III, it's no stretch, my friends, so that's unfortunate, so, but back to my rationale for not producing any podcasts, I probably, two dozen times I probably started this, this phone uh, app and on Anchor Podcasts. I definitely recommend if you like to hear yourself talk, like to think out loud and have a small audience of people that listen to your podcasts, check it out. Anchor Podcasts. pretty cool. So I tried a couple dozen times to produce a podcast, but I didn't like the way, the direction I was going. You know, there's certain sides of, of me. Of all of us, that we don't want other people to see. I just feel like, 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 right now, you hear the cadence of my voice. You hear I'm up tone. I'm I'm, um, I'm feeling good. I'm I'm articulate. I feel, which is strange, because I felt pretty shitty for the most of today. I don't know why that was. Monday back had a weekend where I accomplished some things, it was a beautiful day on Saturday, but, you know, you set all these goals, you want to finish your wood carvings, you want to, you know, get all these little tasks done around the house, you want to get together with friends, have some nice meals, you want to rest, sleep in, play with your puppy dog, <coughs> spend quality time with your family. And you get a fraction of those things done and then it's Sunday night and you're trying to squeeze all these preparations in for another busy week. Dealing with all the stress that we we have been uh, exposed to recently. See, all the stress and all the busyness and all the that energy that's out there is is kind of like, figuratively speaking, it's like... The nuclear radiation that resulted from that catastrophic event, Chernobyl disaster. Because it, it affects us. All that stuff, all these stresses, all the things we're trying to do, all the compensations that we that we try to make in order to hold everything together. It's a challenge. <clears throat> Trying to walk on a, you know, through a city, trying to walk a city block when you've got an earthquake, 8.5 on the Richter scale that's shaking the ground and turning it into a liquid as you're trying to, you know, find your next purchase with your foot, step by step. You're like walking on a carpet that's being pulled away from you. from under. I feel like that a lot, you know? I think we all do. So, I couldn't podcast. I couldn't get it out. I couldn't find the words. I I couldn't find the satisfaction. I couldn't just let it just spit, you know? Just talk and let it just materialize. (laughs) Didn't want that to be on... Recorded, you know? So I canceled out those podcasts one by one. Deleted them. There's probably some good stuff there. But they weren't my best work, so... I abandoned ship. And they, they open up the fucking... open up the goddamn, uh... Pennsylvania Dutch... Mini-golf place. Freddy... Pretty Hill Farms, they opened it up, they got <clears throat> waterfalls flowing, got cars in there, people are doing mini golf, yay, that's important, that's special, doesn't it make you feel good? I love that sort of shit, mini golf, you know, alright, wait one moment here, Wait just one moment, he turns and run into the store real quick. <laughs> Alright, I'm back. I am back. So Let's talk about some current events, shall we? I just played a little game with select patience. I'll say. Right, we're going to do a speed round, a current event speed round. I'm going to uh, start out slow, I'll say, okay, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite movie? Then um, I go straight into you know, some light shit just to set the pace. And then I'll say, okay, what do you think about the Will Smith slap? Yeah, everybody's got to talk about that, right? Everybody in their friend's mother's got an opinion on Will Smith. He lost his cool at the Academy Awards, right? It's prestigious, the Oscars, aka And uh guy made fun of his wife's bald head, which she's got fucking What the hell she got? I forget the name of it. Alopecia. And you can fucking go now. Accelerate, penis cap. Your little Mazda shit car. Fuck you. A little donut spare. Tell was <clears throat> um, what I was saying. All right, so he lost his cool. Guy made fun of him. Comedian made fun of his wife's hair. They didn't even make fun of her that bad. But some of these guys, it's the process. You don't know what they're dealing with. So back to the, the good old uh, word to the wise. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, um, you know, be kind... Because you don't know what people are dealing with. Always be kind. Because people are dealing with things. You have no idea what they're fucking up to. Right? Something like that. Everybody's fighting a battle you know nothing about. That's what it is. And I think that's wise advice. Just be kind. But, you know, you're a fucking highfalutin, famous... Actor, stere you know, um, typecast as a leading man, cool guy, funny guy. You know, Will Smith. Smith has had a really good life. He's he's done some wonderful art with his acting. Um, he's a very wealthy man, very successful. He got the girl. He got the got a beautiful family. He's got. The American Dream, and then some. So that's the whole thing about the Oscars, right? You get somebody up there, it's gonna bring them down to earth, make a little fun. Well, Chris Brock, he's a racy comedian, so he went a little too far, said something, took a risk, and he risked getting slapped in the face, and he did. He only got slapped. I'll I'll say there's something about the slap. That's not a that's a strike. It can be quite powerful. It's, but you know, you don't see people, you know, grown men, they they don't slap. They they typically will strike like, oh, I'm gonna pound you, I'm gonna punch you in the face, I'm going to break your you know what I mean? They wanna destroy you sort of thing. If you're really angry at somebody, you wanna throw a punch for maximum impact. He slapped him, so to me that seems like it was in a split second or however long it took. He decided he was going to go up there and make a statement, and he did, and he fucked up. Now he's in all kinds of trouble. It's not going to amount to too much, I don't think. Embarrassing. He's already apologized to both Chris Rock and everyone else. He's resigned from the Academy Awards or whatever that means. And, uh, you know, it's the most embarrassing moment, maybe. But it's also going to be something that... As this dies down, people are gonna talk about it and talk about it forever and well, what is this? you know look it's art it's acting is great but I think people are tired on some level of celebrity We, we both depend upon celebrity. we love the silver screen. we you know, people worship these actors and actresses and and follow them and look at their fashion and the things that they say and but I think people are also Simultaneously disgusted with them, disgusted, disgusted with the excess, disgusted with that they always they tell you their opinion on things, which they're entitled to, but they have a you know they have a big platform, right? They have a big soapbox from which to stand on, and so <clears throat> yeah, people love this. The ratings on this are fucking phenomenal. So next year, everybody's going to tune into the, even though it was an embarrassing moment, and it stole from the other actors and actresses who were going to get awards, and you shouldn't be stripped of this. Listen, this is going to result in the greatest ratings boom for the Academy Awards ever. You know, nobody should be hitting anybody. Nobody should be losing their cool. <clears throat> nobody should be putting these sort of emotions on display you know, what interests me most is that this is, a couple things, first of all i just in my water um, what interests me is that these actors they are not used to showing their true emotion, you know what I mean everything goes through publicists and everything gets airbrushed. Very rarely do they lose their shit and do something rash like this. I and mean, Sometimes they do. But when they do, it's news breaking. Will Smith is not somebody who you would expect to behave like this. Now a bunch of other people are saying, well, he disrespected me, or he said this about me, or uh, I had to kiss his wife or something in a show at threatened my life or something. Guy's had frustrations with his wife. She cheated on him, supposedly. An open relationship. Who fucking knows? So, people are saying that it's misplaced frustration with his relationship with this woman. And he just, whatever. Lashed out of Chris Rock. And if it was the Rock, Rock, he wouldn't have done that. Surely not. <laughs> or Mike Tyson, or even, you know, mildly larger actor. He would not have done that. did Chris Rock? Is, Chris Rock is slappable. You know? He's kind of a little runt. Not a fighter. At least not at face value. So... That's what's going on with the Oscar slap. Now that usually the reply is one sentence. That's what I give people. So that's far more than it. But I just want to give you my point of view because if you ask people their opinion, put them on the spot about it. Well, you need to be willing to do the same yourself. That's my opinion on it. So okay, okay. So it's out of character for them to lose their cool. Right? Actors and actresses on such a grand stage. Also, I think it's ridiculous that this has got the greatest rating. The highest ratings, the highest percentage of people watching, you know, responding to the... And clicking on Oscar slap news. Will Smith, Chris Rock slap news is far higher than the shit coming out of Ukraine. Right? It's a terrible killings and bombings and horrible things that are coming out of Ukraine. We want to talk about the Will Smith Oscars slap, the Hollywood slap controversy. Get the fuck out of here. We're still talking about it. Krum Abdul-Jabbar writes an entire, you know, diatribe about how it was disrespectful to women because they need to be able to stand up for themselves and he deprived her of that. And, uh, You know, it's also degrading to black people because they're stereotypically, uh, stereotyped as aggressive in certain circles, and so, you know, basically it's the devil, what he did. You know, we're talking about prayer circles between Denzel Washington and whoever else and Chris, and, um, Will Smith, the devil comes when you, on your best day, that's when the devil comes courting you. I think that's actually pretty cool need to watch yourself when you're, when you're, you've tasted so much success, you definitely need to be watchful of your behavior and, and the, the invitation that that offers, um, bad actors or promotes bad acting within your own persona. I think that's neat, but fuck out of here with the prayer circles on that shit, we prayer is all we could do. He's fucking slapped a guy. He should have kept his hands to himself. You know, he should pay the penalty just like everyone else would. An assault charge, a fine, whatever. He can pay it all He'll never do it a fucking day in jail ever. So that's what I think about the Will Slap, the Will Smith slap. Russia Ukraine. Continues to be ridiculous. You got fucking Putin putting his hands on everybody telling you know uh people that it's justified this war when it went through a, a cities uh, you know, talking about bodies bound bodies execution style shots into the head uh, in the streets of these suburbs of Kiev of Kiev. can you imagine you know we got uh, Ukraine forces uh, bringing into into the uh, to action these high-tech missile, anti-aircraft missiles that can hit targets with three lasers, focus the accuracy of the of this rocket. that fires up and it shot a helicopter in half. Guerrilla warfare, trying to you know, it's still going on. That's what one of my friends said today. That the war is still going on. That he's that's what he's surprised about. He figured Russia would clobber Ukraine, right? Another person said, how is it that we're letting this happen? How are we not bombing them? I said, well, it's you know, we get into it too deeply. One thing for us to arm the Ukrainians and support them logistically, but if we start flying our aircraft, deploying our troops, it means it's not a proxy war anymore. It means that this is World War III, these superpowers going at it. And that may be what this turns out to be, but terrible things continue to occur there. And the world, the rest of the world, continues to turn. It's crazy, man. Absolutely bizarre. What else is the current event? Let's go to local here. We had a pizza parlor murders. There was this, this uh, these two partners, man and woman, probably uh, they had a romantic relationship at least at one time as well they ran a pizza parlor in Chalfont, Pennsylvania and the woman I guess shot the, the man and then you know, covered it up literally, put him in a tarp and a comforter or something and then she was asking around, asking people how do you get rid of a skunk smell and when his son would call to talk to him she said, oh, he's away on business, but he never went away on business, and then she hired somebody to dig a hole seven foot long by three foot wide by three foot deep, and she was going to put him in that and then pave over it. She said that she was going to do all this, and the cops finally came to her house weeks later. She said, I was expecting you, and gave it all up. It's a peaceful little pizza parlor. How could something like this happen? I'll tell you. Same way that a lot of these other terrible things are happening in the world today, it's because of that energy. It's because of, and I don't mean to sound esoteric, but you know what I'm talking about. It's that bee's nest that's been stirred up. It's been activated. It's on a high alert. People are, you feel that energy out there, the badness, the evil. You want to call it that that chaos, and they feel it in their own lives, it starts to superimpose itself, starts to invade our own lives that are already busy and frantic and stressful, and then we have interpersonal problems, we've got money problems, we've got all these different issues, and then people, you know, eventually will get violent. See, a lot of crazy things happen when people are stressed out and confused. Right? we just got to the COVID cooties. <clears throat> and then we got a fucking war. Then we got all these things happening locally and abroad. You're going to see these things. You're going to hear about them. And they're terrible, but there's also good things going on. Yep. had a woman come in this evening. She... Is one, of my, is one of my boot campers. She's new. And she's consistent. She shows up. She said that she was interested in it. Next thing. In, and I, a lot of people say that they want to do DDIP. she shows up week after week in the rain. She's got a weight issue. She's got orthopedic challenges, but she shows up still. And she puts in the work. And I'm proud of her got a smile on her face every time I see her. The smile used to be covered up by a mask. And also by pain. By frustration. She's really getting on a health kick and she's taking her life back. I'm very proud of her. There's a bunch of people like that. Still there's others that say that they're going to do something and they can't. They don't do it. People that I know and love. People that are close to me. I'm talking about the boot camp now, you know. I revived it just on Saturdays. As I've said before because to solve some of these challenges in the world, you know, we had 106 people sign up and maybe half of them show up on a weekly basis. There is a problem that we have these days that I've observed and I feel myself as I mentioned at the outset of this podcast we know what we need to do, we know what's good for us, we know that we need to take better care of ourselves, reduce our stress, laugh more, eat better, rest, rest more, have positive social interactions, yet it seems impossible to hold all together. To have a self-care Saturday, have one hour that we get together in a park and train, do something healthy and positive, that is a wonderful thing. That That is a small solution that can scale up. You know, to a better day, a brighter day, you're kinder to people, you're kinder to yourself, you feel like you're doing something to take the power back, it's like a jump start important to do these sorts of things. And there's a million different frust- uh, real, real um, conflicts <clears throat> real problems real challenges with actually getting to the park on a Saturday morning at 8am. Responsibilities at work, family you are fucking exhausted from the week. I don't feel like getting up at 6.30 to be there at 8am I don't feel like it but it's important to do it. If not, you know, I I said I was going to do it. I said I was going to put this time aside for myself and for others, and I'm doing it. Not everybody has to, but I just think it's philosophically pure to be able to put aside some time for ourselves each week and to convene and to get out there and do some calisthenics and some stretches, do some school circle mental training to be part of that. I've seen the good that it can do in this world. And of course it's my solution. It doesn't have to be everybody's solution. Other people got shit going on, like tell me to pound sand, but get your fucking fat asses there, right? <clears throat> you listen to this podcast and you've been part of this program, it's important you do this for yourself. I care about you, so I want you there. Just go out of your way to do it. I guarantee you'll feel good. If you can, you know. If you can, I understand. Kind of. All right, on to some stories. Quick stories here. Talking, I was fucking... Ranting earlier, man. I don't know what happened as I... Described previously. I just had a rough Monday. And I woke up, I, I felt off my coffee I started my coffee up I staged everything I turned my coffee maker on for the second time in a week and the cup wasn't underneath the Keurig the K-cup so the fucking coffee came out spilled all over the counter and into the drawer got everything wet wife was off today taking kids to orthodontist and doing all the other shit she does the fucking million things that she does like all moms do hats off to all the moms she came over, raced over and said I got it, I got it, I'll clean it up she cleaned it all up from that moment I was like, fuck grabbed my little puppy dog loaded him up in the truck went on down the road frustrated telling myself, oh fuck, deer in the road get out of there, deer that would have been ugly get out of there, you dumbasses!" Um, driving down the road to the office getting ready there, racing to get there early so I could set up I feel like, fuck man, I'm getting behind now breathing I open up the window taking some deep breaths I just felt like tired sleep anyway get through midday, morning was okay I had one patient who annoyed the fucking shit out of me. I'm going to tell you, I'm going I'm to go on a little... I'm going to spit this at you because... Because <clears throat> it's important. i tell you. Listen. Just shut the fuck up sometimes, okay? But what I like to do when I have a conversation with people... I enjoy speaking my piece and also hearing what you have to say now when people come into my office they reserve the right to tell me what's going on because it's relevant they're hurting I want to hear about it of course my job to listen to people help them And I love my job Sometimes people need to shut the fuck up. Okay? <clears throat> have you ever been having a conversation with somebody? And you're already... Yourself. You're like thinking about all the other shit. That you have to, That you're balancing. You're trying to hold it all together. And somebody's telling you... Just speaking nonsense at you. Like... Nonsense, because because <clears throat> it's real nonsense. It's or that it's 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 not even questionable. It's like, why are you telling me this? Every little detail, every step of the way. I don't fucking want to hear that. You know what I mean? I can't take it all in. I, you don't. You look at my face. You have lost me, but I'm still being respectful. It is not in my best interest to tell you, as my patient, to shut the fuck up to just catch the goddamn scene for yourself deter- determine come to the realization that you are diarrhea-ing at the mouth you're shitting all over look at my sad face beneath the smile you've spoken enough now there's other people that have showed up that need to get taken care of and they need my I need to devote some time to them as well shut the fuck up talking to my wife about something like this the other day. She's telling me about a situation she had where somebody was talking. She'll talk to anybody. Maybe it's a female quality. They're naturally nurturing. They they like to to get things off their chest. <clears throat> no chauvinist, okay? I'm kind of female myself in this sense. I have no problem expressing myself. I'm sure many of you are saying, well, you need to shut the fuck up. And maybe I do. Right. I'm also a client of Shut the Fuck Up. She was telling me about somebody who you know, she gave her ear and somebody's talking just nonsense. So she, she she had it taught all day and then she run across some, and, and helped all these people. She's a special education teacher. Helping all these kids and families and, and doing her job the best of her ability. She's great at it. No, she is She's a great person. and then somebody was in the on the street or whatever was filling her ear with nonsense and talking to her. I said, you know, what? I would have been like, you know what? Inside, you're like, hey, I, yeah, nice. I Listen, I don't care. I don't care. I'm done. <clears throat> I feel like some people deserve that. Just shut the fuck up, will you? Will you shut the fuck up? Take a hint. God damn it stop talking stop talking talking alright so uh, well I've talked about DDIP, talked about goal setting talked about people who say they're going to do something and then don't do it I'll tell you what, if I had a nickel for all the people who knew that this is what they need to do they need to get on a health kick they need to fucking uh, jump start their fitness and health they need to lose weight then it's the spring's coming it's ready to go The beach muscle hustle if i had that, if i had a nickel for the fucking every time somebody told me that they can't wait and they're going to be there every time and they're really going to they really got to get some results out of this cuz they're going on that vacation in july or doing this or that and then the motherfucker dropped the ball and just couldn't couldn't put the doing this into action couldn't commit to it even though their schedule is pretty much clear you know damn well that something's going to come up every weekend if you'll let it you have. we have to fucking steal this time for ourselves okay I'm giving you this opportunity I'm taking it for myself as well <clears throat> so there's that and then also shut the fuck up sometimes you know and I will as well. Listen, I'm going to tell you this story about... Um, I was talking to my friend. God, we were talking about cowboys. She said, "She said, yeah, I went to the... Uh, I went to the uh, dance and line dancing this weekend. She does, like, cowgirl line dancing. Um, country line dancing. Her brother's a DJ for it. I said, this is fucking awesome. I said, yeah, you know my name Cowboy Luke. We used to... Yeah, you know, I was talking and I just started just enroll, man. I started going cowboy and Luke and Emily was out there. We got a name for her now. She's cowgirl B, Beatrice. Trying to come up with female cowgirl names, you know. And cowboy Luke and cowgirl B, B. And I told the joke about how I went up to uh, square dancing up in Telford where I live, and went in there with my buddy, and they were like, "Oh man, there's too many fucking." It's all dudes. It's like a sausage fest. There's too many men tonight. <laughs> Get it, men tonight. I know I told you that joke before, you fuckheads. <clears throat> so I was going in, in cowboy uh, style lingo. I just started for the entire fucking um, like twenty minutes. We're just talking about like cowboys, and then I said, "Yeah, you know, you know. Remember when I was a." In the Marine Corps, there were a bunch of guys that were like from the country. You know, it's crazy. You got this melting pot of individuals, right? Like, you got different groups of men living in the barracks. You got the grunge guys. This is the 90s, and I was kind of a grunge guy. Big rock and roller, wear jeans. I would wear, you know, like a t shirt, maybe a tie dye, maybe a concert tee. Doc Martens and yeah oh, I was like a grunge guy not too crazy not like Kurt Cobain but listen to good rock and roll music you know grunge and then there were the cowboys the cowboys would when they got off on Friday night they would dress in their fucking tight ass pants and their pointy ass cowboy boots and their bolo ties and their big cowboy hats and they would go out into town like <clears throat> these country and western places. One place is called the Tar Heel. And you would go out there to the Tar Heel it's all country boys. Alright. And there was always a scrap of the Tar Heel. I went in there one time and there were truck marines everywhere dressed in these tight outfits and I'd go in the bathroom, and there were some three dark green marines that were from the other clique, which is like the, the inner city, like the gangsters. the gangsters they would wear, um, sagging pants, and they would wear Timberlands, and they would wear maybe like a, uh, like a flannel shirt, long, like over their pants, over their long sagging pants. And they all had their different colognes. Jupe was one that I tell a story about. My my roommate, he was uh, one of the gangsters, and he would wear that. Those outfits always looked very nice, um, but he would put this Jupe cologne. Came in a purple bottle, and it smelled like Jupe. I mean, it smelled sweet and flowery. But he would smoke Newports all the brothers smoke newports and uh between the newports and the jupe and the whole getup it it's it quite the ensemble so you got the grunge guys you got the gangsters you got the <coughs> um cowboys and then you finally have like the preppies so these guys would dress in dockers and some sort of loafer, and they they would have a like a, a polo shirt. It's like the all the officers dressed like that, <clears throat> like a normal guy, kind of like Macy's fashion, Hagar or whatever structure. Remember, I would do that sometimes too. I want to get, you know, look sharp. So I was trying to be a preppy or whatever you call it. I'll come up with a different name for that. Those are pretty much like the four groups that I remember. It's interesting to me how, again, you got all these people from different walks of life and they come into their service and they bring their whole kind of culture with them. I remember one time. We were in, like, Okinawa, I think, so in the fucking Asia, and we go to the E-Club, Enlisted Club, and there were these guys, it was, like, line dance night, and they would take, they had these tight-ass pants with a fucking dip can in the back, and the bolo tie and the hats, and they were, like, country and western guys, and they would take, they'd do these dancing things, they would take powder, white, um, like, baby powder, and put it on the floor, they would slide with those boots. Boots scootin' boogie. I started to say before that they, uh, in the Tar Heel, um, you go in there and everybody's getting the tight-ass country and western pants and the bolo ties. I go into the restroom and some of the gangsters had this little, uh, little runt of a fucking cowboy. And he was underneath the sink. They had, like, they were circled up around him. They were beating the shit out of him. He must have... Whatever, tangled with the wrong guys, but they were going to fuck him up. And I go in there, I, I you know, walk up to the urinal. You don't know what to do. I mean, I, I, I want to be a hero. I didn't certainly want to be... I didn't want anybody to get... You know... I didn't know what the, what the problem was. I certainly wasn't going <clears> to... <throat> jump in with the white guy just because he was white. We're all marines. But I didn't like three guys, the notion of three guys beating up on one, one guy. Who knows the hell he did. But he was like underneath the sink. And they were threatening him, they were beating the shit out of him. They're like, you want some too motherfucker? I said, no man, I'm just a grunge guy. I'm just, you know, hey, going to get wasted, you know. So, anyway, that's a little story about that. I think it would be fun to have like a Western outfit to go out and do line dancing and uh, square dancing and all that shit. I think that stuff would be great, great fun. I love the vibe of the country. Um, it's an interesting thing. Well, there were various clubs that we would frequent. <clears throat> to be a young man, a young marine around coastal Carolina, was an interesting thing, I'll tell you that, man. I got some stories from that shit, from the people that you would encounter, some of the isms I've probably told you guys all about that shit over the years. All the industries that would sprout up, were well-established in town, the food. Food places, you know, like you gorge yourself on, you know, country or uh, comfort food, right? You've got a Shoney's, a southern institution, or a Waffle House, or a Golden Corral. Those are big, you know, big successful places down there. You always got a military surplus place where you. can Get uniform items. You got fucking laundromats because you always have to. You know, that's one thing you'd have to do: go out in town, clean your camis, clean all your clothes. And some of them had bars in them, so you can have a drink while you. There's yeah. all kinds of beer and beverages. And trouble to get into. But it was always interesting seeing these different characters bringing their culture, like, yeah, I'm in the Marine Corps, and this is the outfit that I wear, the uniform that I wear, like, by law, <clears throat> by service, but I'm a country boy, or I'm a gangster, or I'm a grunge guy, or I'm a preppy, and this is who I am off-duty, and this is the sort of people that I hang with, and the sort of activities that I engage in. It was very, very interesting. And... I think these are some of the coolest things about people: is the, the way they are, what they do, how they spend their time, what they're into. You know, I feel like all those differences enrich us. You know, talk about the melting pot that is America. It's pretty neat. You know, this guy's got a jeep with big tires on it, and this family over here—they got a little fucking talk Tesla's and then you got the Oberst got a big fucking pile of uh, wood tree trunks in the yard and a carved wooden bear got a little puppy dog that runs around scurries around can't wait to see that guy I'll tell you that right now can't wait to see my bogey boy it is eight 10 8 11 p.m when I'm pulling into the house. Uh, Today was a pretty decent day, I rallied in the end, I found my mojo, and look at that, I got a cute little frog that I carved and I put a fucking tongue together for him, to show you pictures of that, and an owl, and some owlets, tomorrow I hope to get some carving done, I got a doctor's appointment, I got all kinds of shit to do, you know what I'm saying, those days off, Christ. Okay, uh, with that, <clears throat> I am home. I'm safe. I look forward to going in and seeing my family. and Hope that you've had a, uh, a good day yourself. And when I tell you to shut the fuck up, you know I'm serious on some level. You know the people I'm talking about. Sometimes people need to shut the fuck up. And now it's time for me to do the same. I'm of course very interested in your opinions on some of these current events and if you, I see you anytime soon I'll ask you for your two cents Human beings sure are curious creatures are we not we always have to weigh in on our point of view this fucking giant brain matter we have between our ears behind our eyes processing everything Trying to make sense of this crazy, often cruel world. As I sit and fucking parked, backed up into my grass here, I look at my fucking driveway, and I can see flanking my garage, I've got these trellises I just got. I'm pretty happy with these trellises. They're like steel, maybe aluminum, some sort of lesser metal, but light and they are leaning against my house on either side of our driveway. Our garage. And I'm going to put some Mandevillas in there. They're going to climb up those fucking trellises. It'll be so damn beautiful. What the hell is that run across the road? Is that a fucking alien? Maybe a deer? Or a coyote? There's some coyotes in this neighborhood, I'll tell you that. These mandevillas are going to be so beautiful. Where do you see them? They're going to be pink, I think, and they're going to climb up so beautifully, those trellises. And for all people who come into our neighborhood, you'll see. You'll know our house because we got this beautified by all the horticulture. All right? Love and respect, my friends. Everybody have a great week. Let's fucking kick ass and take names. huh